All right, I am Julie Aubaugh. I am editor of Wedding Market. And today I have Stacy, who is the co-founder of a Bridal Wars. And uh, she's going to tell us about this amazing bridal competition that she has started uh, across the country. And, uh, you know, Stacy, why don't you tell me how you got, uh, got this idea? Uh, hey, Julie, thanks so much for having me. Um, yeah, I actually got the idea one day when I was working out in the gym. <laughs> I was working out and um, I was just thinking, how can I incorporate something like this into um, into a bridal event? And that's kind of how Bridal Wars came about, was one day at the gym. Wow. Huh. Now, you had done uh, some other types of bridal shows before. Yes, I have a business that I host roughly five to six bridal events a year. So I've already been doing bridal shows in the traditional sense. And Bridal Wars for me was just a way to mix that up a little bit. So take traditional, you know, events and the reasons that girls come to a traditional event and the vendors as well, but mix it up and have a little bit more fun and just a little bit personal, um, very interactive. And it's since turned into something pretty special. Yeah. Well, what else? Did you do anything else in the wedding industry before you did bridal shows? Or how did you get into bridal shows? I, I actually got into it. I was doing some part-time work for someone who owned a wedding website uh, about eight years ago. And then I helped him on a bridal event. And then he didn't really need my help anymore. And I thought, this is fun. I could totally do this. So I just started doing it on my own and started my own business from there. So I do own a business um, in the industry that does a lot of blogging and local features and content for wedding professionals. And then I host uh, bridal shows as well. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how it all came about. Mm -hmm. Well, can you tell us, um, as far as the competitions, what types of activities and, and what do the brides and the bridesmaids and, and the, to her team do at uh, your event? So, sorry about that. Uh, the teams do different things all the time. Um, they do little mini workouts that might be hosted by a gym or a fitness studio. Um, they might do a lip sync challenge that's hosted by a DJ. They do versions of bouquet tosses. And that's the fun part about Bridal Wars is every time it's done, there's a different challenges that are done at a Bridal Wars event. So, it's, it's different all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, you also have um, have had Randy Finoli involved in some of your events. So how does he uh, work with you on the event? Uh, Randy ha came to Bridal Wars over the summertime. Uh, his assistant, Heather, and I are actually partners in Bridal Wars. So, um, so Randy's come to our Albany event, and we'll be joining up with him again in Florida and Fort Lauderdale in December. So as his schedule permits, he comes to Bridal Wars and the last time we had Randy at Wars, he actually created his own lip sync uh, challenge, like his own lip sync skit by himself, full-fledged dance, the whole thing. It was hilarious. The girls loved it. <laughs> <laughs> now, as far as what dates do you have left in the schedule for, I guess, set right now uh, that maybe if there's been wedding professionals that might want to get involved, what would be the list of uh, cities? So we are in Fort Lauderdale, December 6th, and then January 17th, we're in Phoenix. 
Uh, we have, uh, we're, have a lot of dates that we're working on right now with a ton of different locations and cities for the next 2016. Um, in February, we're at Waco, Texas. In um, April, we're in Long Island. In May, we're in Nashville. So we're filling in a ton of other dates in between there as well. Mm-hmm. Now, how would uh, wedding professionals or even maybe bridal show producers be able to maybe work with Bridal Wars and bringing uh, it to their city? So what we look for is a local host partner, we like to call it. And that person um, you know, kind of helps tag team the event with us on the local level. So if there's a person in a city, say, for example, um, Atlanta, I'm just throwing it out there, although we have an interest there. Um, we look for a local, you know, promoter or business owner in the industry in a market. They are exclusive hosts of Brata Wars in their market and when a, within a certain mile radius so that, you know, no one else is, you know, hosting Brata Wars in there. And then we look to tag team the event together. So um, they help us get the vendors. We tag team the teams together and then we host Brata Wars together. Mm-hmm. Now, how long does it take you to prepare for, you know, an event like this? Uh, <laughs> we know. Um, so I've been doing Brata Wars for about three and a half years. Um, we've done a lot of challenges that were great and some that we've tweaked to do even better. So, you know, we can put a Brata Wars on, you know, in a month, uh, preferably we'd like, you know, a couple months lead time, of course, but um, you know, pending that we can get, you know, vendors on board and we can spread the word. It, it's something that can be done relatively, you know, with a decent amount of lead time. Mm-hmm. Now, um, if they wanted to contact you about uh, doing a, an event in their city or state, how would they contact you? Uh, they can email or call me and my email address is Stacy S-T-A-C-Y, at brattlewarsevent.com. And then um, my phone number is area code 518-281-4722. Now, as far as uh, like the run of events that would take place on a day, what would be a normal schedule uh, as far as how an event like that would be run? So Brattle Wars is about two to three hours in length, depending on where we are, what location. Um, So the girls... The teams have already registered in advance for Brad Wars. And let me also start by saying that when the girls register, they create a team name. So they come up with their own crazy team names. They come to dressed in, to Brad Wars in team attire that they DIY themselves. So they're in matching T-shirts or tutus or all sorts, duct tape, all sorts of different stuff. We've seen them come in. Um, so they come to Brad Wars already registered. They show up with their game faces on and they are ready to go. We give them an intro and then they essentially just have at it. So they're, they rotate station to station for the three hours that the Brattle Wars is going on. And uh, they, at every station that they go to is a wedding vendor. So vendors are set up at Brattle Wars like you would at a traditional event. I mean, you still have a table. You have your marketing material on your table. You might have, you know, your photos or a video running or things like that. But when the teams come to you, you're actually interacting with them with a challenge. So you might be hosting a bouquet toss or you're doing a relay race with them or you're doing trivia or name that tune or something. But ahead of time, we've had all those challenges worked out. But the girls just go for three hours, moving along, doing the challenges that they want to do that uh, they seem interested in. But I have to tell you, 
you know, we don't make them do any challenge they don't want to do. And really, that's just so if the girls don't want to work out, then they don't have to work out. But I would say about 95% of the time they do every challenge uh, because they come to this event ready to play I and mean, they're game on when they get there. Mm -hmm. Now, as far as it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun for even the wedding professionals to come up with these amazing different types of challenges and so forth. What has been some of the craziest challenges that have actually been right. uh, you know, created by wedding professionals? Right. So uh, our bubble soccer challenge is a really fun one. That's definitely not wedding related, but it's the girls that get in the big blow up suits and then they kind of run as fast as they can at each other and knock someone out the circle. It's really funny. We just started doing the lip sync challenge this year. And that is a riot because the girls register in advance for Brattle Wars and they tell us at the time that they're registering if they're going to do the lip sync. And my thought in doing that was, let's see if they come prepared with a full-fledged skit. I want to see if these girls come with, like, a dance in place. And they do. And some of them even bring, like, props with them um, to do with their lip sync. So every time we, you know, we try to incorporate ones that work really well that are, you know, like a version of a boutique toss or relay-type races or things like that. But then we also incorporate new ones all the time. Mm-hmm. Now, we had a question that just came in, um, I believe Jamie from Devoted to Details. She said, do the brides have time to visit with the vendors before or after um, the con a competition, except maybe to collect materials, goodie bags, um, things like that? So the girls have time when they're that. And that's a good question, Jamie. But um, Two things. So yes, they will get your material in a gift bag, whether we give it to them when they come into the event or when they leave. Certainly we can include those materials in that. But the other part is this is why um, we stress that the challenges at Brattle Wars, while they're fun, they still should relate back to the business that's hosting this challenge. So um, there's a fine line between a field day type challenge, I would call it just something fun you would do at random and a challenge that relates back to your business, like a DJ hosting a lip sync challenge. It should relate to your business because that's the talking point at Brattle Wars. So when they are doing their challenge with you, you have utilized that time to chat with them for them to, to, you know, cheer them on where they're doing it, to ask them the questions about, you know, when is your wedding and who's getting married and how can we help and, you know, use that interaction time as well. So, um, you know, this isn't a typical brattle show. It's, it's, um, it, this is brattle wars. They come, you know, for the competition of this event and, but they also in the process really like interacting with the vendors on a different level than they would at a traditional event. They really like having the vendors cheer them on. They really like having the vendors just show up in, in jeans and sneakers, just like they are. Um, they, they like that. They, they really do. I had a team in Pittsburgh, um, just a couple of weeks ago, pull me aside and say, you know, I, what I love about this event is that I don't feel the pressure that I would at a traditional show. Or if someone is, you know, stopping me in an aisle and asking me the questions, like I get to go to, you know, these stations and interact with these, you know, with the vendors and do their challenge and chat with them at the same time and just have fun with them. And that's a little bit, you know, that's what they like about Brattle Wars. Mm -hmm. And with millennials, we're, we're talking about millennials. They love to see the real you. And that's, yeah. I've been hearing this so much 
um, with Carly Rooney and so many other experts when they talk about social media is how they want to see the real you. And so I really think with with your competition, they see a different side of you that they wouldn't necessarily see at a typical bridal show. Absolutely. And these, you know, what happens is that when they're done, they say, oh my gosh, you were so much fun today. We have to have you come to our wedding. You have to DJ our wedding. You were a riot. Or um, when they did a, you know, we do a, like a strike that pose challenge with photographers. We have so much fun with photographers at Brattle Wars for sure. But they're always like, you were so much fun. I have to have you come to my wedding because they get to know you at a, just a different level. Um, you know, get to have fun with them and be personal with them. And this typical sales pitch is out the door at Brattle Wars. Mm -hmm. And and I think that's where a lot of social media and a, a lot of marketing is going to is is not all this fake stuff or in situations where you can't really be your true self. Right. So, yeah. Now, as far as like, um, you know, with the how would I say the um, bridal show producers and so forth, as far as how do you decide whether you will go to a certain city and is there different prices in different markets or is it always the same for every market? Uh, so how we decide is we really like, I mean, right now I'm getting calls on a daily basis, which is, I'm so thankful and grateful for. I can't even tell you every time I get a new um, call or email from someone that says we want to bring Brad Wars here. I just overwhelmed. So, um, but that's really what I'm looking for right now. I don't want to generically just pick a city and say, I want to go to Tulsa, Oklahoma and find someone there. I really am looking for people that say, this is cool. I want this here. Let's, let's chat about how this works and bring it here because that I think is just a really great way to start into, into that partnership. So um, our team fees are structured the same, no matter what city that we're in, but the vendors, uh, the local show promoter will decide what that vendor fee is. That will change everywhere we go because I can't, you know, we can't charge the same vendor rate that we would in DC and also in Atlanta or also in Phoenix. It's every market is the, is different, but that's when that local show promoter, that local host comes in and says, well, this is what, you know, our market average is or what I currently charge. And this is how I think we should charge for, and we work with them on that pricing, but we don't have a, a typical booth rate everywhere we go. Mm -hmm. Now I uh, want to open, also open it up for questions. If you, have a question and you would like to share it, uh, please type in your comments on the right-hand side of the screen, or if you have a mobile phone, click and type your comments at the bottom. Um, she said, uh, let's see, Jamie from Devoted to Details on how do you determine who the winners are? Yep. So we've, I've done this a lot of different ways. And um, what we're doing right now and seems to be working really well is this. So when the vendors come to Brattle Wars, we've already registered the teams. They get a score sheet that has all the team names listed on that score sheet. And next to their score sheet is where they keep track of their own score for their challenge, whether it's they're timing them to do something or counting the number. However they determine the score for their challenge, the vendors are going to keep that score. Right before the end of the event, we'll go around, collect all those score sheets from those vendors. We're going to put... All of them at that point should have circled a winner that won their challenge based on, again, whatever, if it was for time or points or however they determine that to be a winner. We take all those score sheets, we put them in a bag, 
And then we pull out one score sheet and the winner of that challenge has won Brad Awards. And the reason that we do that is because, you know, I've done it in ways where we add up a total of points or we give them a point value. But, you know, what I was finding was that the girls that weren't like, we didn't want it to turn into a physical competition. So some of the girls felt like this is just workout based. So if I were really good at working out and I won say five of those workout challenges, I earn more points than, you know what I mean? They just, we wanted it to feel like, listen, this is something that anyone can do. You don't have to work out if you don't want to at Um, You can choose not to do that. I can tell you that majority of them do it. But we wanted it to just be very much like we're out for fun. Someone is going to win $1,000 or the grand prize in that city. So, for example, in Pittsburgh, our, our winning team in Pittsburgh won a Name That Tune Challenge. And that's how they won Brata Wars. They, it wasn't, didn't have anything to do with, um, with how fast they did anything or how physically fit they were. It was, you know, a Name That Tune Challenge. So that's how we determine the grand prize winner. We also give out bonus prizes through the event. So we give out prizes for best team name, for best team attire. We have vendors that we go around and say, who did you think was like smiling or had so much fun today? Or who would you give a prize to and why? So we like to give out at least 25 bonus prizes during the event. And, and you know, and those are, like I said, maybe someone that drove the farthest to come or whatever. So that way we are still giving out, you know, prizes, but there's one person that wins the big one. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have um, the same types of prizes for every city or is that also different uh, for each the city? Prizes, the bonus prizes vary per city. Those are the ones that would be, you know, your gift baskets or your local gift cards or something like that. The $1,000 cash prize is the same in every everywhere we go. Okay. It's kind of funny. I mean, let's, you know, I've done a lot of different things as a, as a grand prize, but that $1,000 cash prize is really the most popular. Mm-hmm. Now, how many teams do you typically, I'm sure it's different from city to city, but how many teams do you typically get for a competition like this? About a hundred. And that does, and I'm curious to see how that varies as we go to markets that are larger cities than what we've already done bridal wars in, you know, so for me in the capital region in the Albany market, you know, a typical bridal show for me, um, a larger bridal show for me would draw 250 brides, 200 brides, and we can do a bridal wars here with roughly 100 teams. And keep in mind that I've hosted bridal wars two to three times a year in my market. It's definitely something that can be done more than once a year because the girls will come back. We all know their planning process is a year, 18 months, or sometimes two years out. So they will repeat bridal wars just like they would repeat a regular event. Um, But I'm curious to see how that changes as we go to other locations. We will have to cap um brattle wars to 150 teams relative to maybe say 50 vendors that's the numbers that we go on and really that's so that everybody has a good experience if we're in a city that uh we know and we're confident we can get more teams than that then we'll run multiple heats so we'll run it twice and we'll have you know a half an hour hour break in between for everybody Now, we had another uh, question that came through, and it's, let's see what she said. She loves, it sounds like a great, lots of fun with this competition. But she was wondering what venues usually make the best host. 
So uh, my personal opinion, what makes the best host for Brattle Wars is very non-traditional venues. So we're not doing Brattle Wars in a ballroom. Um, this is not something that I, you know, my personal opinion is that is done in a ballroom. Um, we use, we look for turf fields, like an indoor soccer field, an indoor turf field for two reasons. One, it just gives a blank slate for us to do whatever we want. And it also usually has a good amount of space and the fees for an indoor turf field and indoor soccer field are much less than you would pay at a convention center or a ballroom. So um, not to say that, you know, we're planning a beach brattle wars in Cape Cod this summer and certainly it can be done. Um, I had someone reach out to me and ask if we could do it on their ranch in Texas. And my answer is yes, I would love to do an outdoor <laughs> brattle wars on your ranch in Texas. So certainly we can think outside the box on that, but it's definitely not traditional. Mm -hmm. Now, she also asked a question, is um, there a fee to host um, the event? There is. Yep. And we have a host outline that for anyone that we can, that we're working with, I can email them that host outline and it goes through, um, you know, what we look for, for the host responsibilities and then what our responsibilities are. Um, but there is a fee because we, our team will come out and run Brattle Wars with you. So we're not just going to tell you all about this and kind of hand it off. I mean, this is, we will be there to, to run it with you. Now, another question came through and said, would a thousand square feet space work uh, for maybe 50 vendors or so? Um, for 50 vendors, you need at least 20,000 square feet. Okay. Yep. That's- Now, I mean, Tammy, that's if you had more questions on that, uh, just type that in. But I mean, if you were to tell someone who's never really been to an event, what would you say is probably the most important thing that you would tell them? An event as a wedding professional or as an attending, you know, participant in bride work? Maybe to any, anyone. Uh, you know, bride wars in the end of the day is all about fun. It's all about the, the girls coming out, having fun with their friends, um, leaving having a blast and have met a ton of great people in the process. And the end of the day, you know, that is obviously my goal. Um, my goal is that everybody has fun and the vendors have fun and people, you know, obviously get business from it and can't wait to do it again. Mm -hmm. Now, um, it seems like you have events throughout the year. You know, typically a lot of bridal shows in many cases will be in January or February. Now, it sounds like you put your events throughout the year. Well, here's what I tell people about Broad Awards and when I've talked to promoters about it is that, so barring that you're not hosting Broad Awards on a massive holiday, you can get the teams to come out almost any time of the year. But what you want to plan for is when can you get the vendors to come? So just like you would any season in your, you know, you're going to want to plan your Broad Awards when it's not your wedding season, when the weddings aren't actually taking place. So, um, you know, if in your market, you're really busy September, October, and that's when a majority of your weddings happen, then I wouldn't host a bridal wars in September, October, because you do need both. You need the wedding vendors to come and then you need the teams to come as well. So, um, but Julie, that also raises a good point. One of the things I've hosted bridal wars a majority of the time on a Friday night and it works really great. I absolutely love Friday night brought awards. So we do them, you know, they start at seven o'clock. Um, usually 
the uh, the teams bring their friends and family to watch them. So they're bringing their fiancés, their moms and dads for sure, cheering them on along the sidelines. But a Friday night Brattle Wars works really well. So it doesn't have to be a Sunday. Again, this is just not traditional. Um, I would say that a Friday night will work in a city where it doesn't take you four hours to get home from work. So, you know, certainly we can't host Brattle Wars on a Friday night in LA. But in a smaller city, I would highly recommend taking into account that Friday night, um, just as, you know, it's worked really well for us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now, um, is there any other types of activities? Um, is there food or any of those types of things that are also shared at the event? So um, depending on where the facility that we are, some um, facilities are much more strict about food on their field. So some facilities, we involve cupcakes and challenges or we involve some food, but, you know, sometimes we don't. It really just depends on where we are. But most facilities have a concession stand open. Um, Girls do, you know, grab food, um, drink for sure during Brattle Wars. If their concession has beer and wine that's offered, they're very by it. so, but that's, I mean, just like you would have maybe sampling at a traditional event, you can, you can do it broad wars, but as far as incorporating food into your challenge, that's just very, you know, case by case and venue specific. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, um, do you also help them in finding ideas on how to market this? Cause I'm sure, yes, the traditional ways of marketing still work, but there's probably still some other ways that you have ideas and so forth to market in the different market. Yeah. And I mean, that's something we're chatting with with every promoter in their market, what they currently do, what they found that worked. But, you know, I think we all agree that social is where it's at right now. So, um, you know, we do everything social possible trying to, you know, grow our, you know, social channels and channels and, um, you know, posting from every event that we're at. We did live scopes um, from our Pittsburgh event, which were really fun. Um, so, yeah, I think that's, again, you know, tackle that in the different markets that we're in. Mm-hmm. Now, we will take a few more questions. We're tw- towards the end of our broadcast. So if you have some questions, please put those in now. I said, oh, there's a question came in. Is is what if you are a planner and have never hosted before? Can you host uh, a bridal wars? Uh, yes, I've actually had probably three to four wedding planners reach out to me about this specifically. They say to me, "Listen, I've always wanted to host some sort of bridal event and wasn't ever sure what to do because." Um, you know, typically wedding planners are creative and they want to do something a little bit outside the box. So um, absolutely. I have probably three to four wedding planners that we're working with and then two bridal shops, too, um, that are also interested. So, yep, absolutely possible. Mm-hmm. And then another question came in about whether you provide the tables and linens for the vendors or if that's there. Well, again, we'll go back. That's going to be a venue specific and city specific question. But, um, you know, if the venue already has tables, then we do that. Sometimes in certain venues, uh, certain cities will tell the vendors to bring their linens with them um, and we give them a blank table. But that's, you know, again, that's a city by city question. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, is there any closing thoughts that you would like to share with our audience? Well, I just want to say thanks to 
Julie, for having me on today. Um, when you sent out the emails for us, um, we have been overwhelmed with our response. And it's, again, so thankful for that, really. I'm very excited to see our 2016 with Broad Awards. I think this is going to be something pretty special. Um, so a lot of the people we've been speaking with, I can't wait to meet in person. I can't wait to go to these cities like Nashville and Texas. Oh, my gosh, those are the two places I can't wait to go. Um, we have had... You know, people reach out to us from Hawaii and Italy, and I almost like stopped breathing when I got that email. But um, I would just say, you know, thanks. I'm really, we are really excited to work with everyone this year, and I can't wait to see what this 2016 brings. Yeah, well, I am excited to say I'm from Ohio, and uh, you will be bringing Bridal Wars to Columbus, Ohio here, I guess, in, the, in 2016. So uh, I will be able to see this up and personal. So we're excited about it. And we think you have such a great event. So we, we are so glad that you came on to the Wedding Market Lab today and we could share it with our audience uh, about this new competition. So uh, why don't you share here at the final uh, parts of our broadcast where they could get, you know, contact you. Sure. Um, again, my email is Stacy, S-T-A-C-Y at bridalwarsevent.com. Or they can call me at 518-281-4722. Yeah, she was asking if we can type that in, and I will type that in at the end of this broadcast, uh, or you can also. But thanks for reminding us about that. But uh, I am Julie Albaugh. I am editor of WeddingMarketNews.com, and we do these Wedding Market Blabs usually on Thursdays at 1 o'clock. And I thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.